Welcome to the Random Ask Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests, we ask them random questions, we try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields, and we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses. I buy good houses. Let's get into it. Joining me for today's episode, we've got local legend Arjun Singh. Arjun and I have been family friends for since I was a kid, but it's been a long time since we've sat down to chat, so this is going to be a good one. How's it going, Todd? It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. Uh, things are good. How about you? How's uh, how's life out there? Yeah, things are good, man. I'm, I'm sort of in this uh, listening phase. I've been listening all the time, hopefully, but you know, doing an intentional sort of initiative where we're talking to a whole bunch of people in the community. I've talked to you and that and that 100 conversations, we call it, kind of phase. And so I did more, a bit more than 100, and I think I'm up at 95 right now. So talked to a lot of folks in the community. Obviously, you know, 95 is in, in, the, in the grand scheme of Camelots is maybe not a big number, but we meet everybody face-to-face and asking these questions. It's been really, uh, it's really amazing, actually. Like, I, I really love doing that because um, you get some really strong insight from folks in the community uh, and it's, it's really interesting what the common themes are and what some of the challenges are. So that's almost, um, that little piece is almost sort of done and we're going to uh, have all that information out for folks to kind of look at and we're going to hopefully be able to represent back what we've heard, you know, faithfully to folks uh, during this mayor campaign. So, yeah. That's awesome. So you're going out there talking to people in this town community just to hear what their thoughts are. Yep. We've had 95 conversations. What are some of the main things that you're coming across when you talk to people? What are their concerns and what are they hoping to see change in the next coming election? The next well, uh, so I, I don't want to give out too, too much right, right no now. Spoilers, but, no spoilers. But I'll give you two things. All right. Uh, the first is, uh, and I think we all intuitively know this, Camelot is a very community-spirited, heart, heart-based, friendly, welcoming kind of place. I just talked to a doctor today who came to Camloops. Uh, four or five years ago, and his reflection was, yeah, this is a welcoming place. You know, this is like, you know, we we have, he came from the prairies, he came to Kamloops, you know, um, and so he's really, he's really, um, I was struck by that. I think most people are, and we talk about, you know, when we have, you know, emergencies in town, wildfires or things like that, and people evacuate to Kamloops, you know, my experience has been that uh, people are just, you know, it's really amazing the generosity and, and spirit we have, Right. On the on the probably, I think it's no secret that the uh, biggest challenge we have right now in the community is what I would call community safety for all. So, you know, you can think about. We talked about this with your your issues with, with some of the thefts you've had, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, crime uh, driven by uh, basically a crisis around social uh, issues, um, and you know, there's. There's a lot of um, layers to those solutions to those to those problems, but there are solutions that I think we can uh, we're trying to put in place now as council, and we can do better at some of those things as well. So um, it's it's been a really challenging time, with, especially with the pandemic and people's anxiety around that. Um, and so, you know, we're we're trying. I I'm trying. I think every mayor candidate and everybody I'm running for council and people on council now, we're all trying to figure out what the best ways of our you know, uh, decreasing uh, 
issues and increasing people's sense of safety, right? And what, you know, when you hear about um, any demographic, you know, someone who's homeless isn't very safe to someone who's like, you know, the wealthiest people in town aren't very safe right now as compared to what it used to be. So we really have to tackle that. We have to think about that as a community. Uh, there's no easy answers to some of those things, but there are, there are again, um, things if we work together as a community, uh, I think we can really accomplish. So those are some things I'm hearing for sure. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm hearing too and seeing out there. Is yeah. Just people are tired and frustrated and they just don't know how to go about it and how to rectify the situation. And it just seems to be snowballing. But from the conversations that I'm having with people that are going to be running or well, that are running or going to be running the city, it seems like we all kind of know what the problem is and how to go about at least starting the change. It's, it's going to be yeah. a slow change, which is uh, the sad truth, but it, it, you know what? Slow change is better than no change. Well, it is. And I think to try and make it happen as fast as possible, as responsibly as possible yeah. should be the framework. So, I mean, um, I don't, I, it, it's actually been really interesting. I've been out downtown a lot the last couple of days and I'm just loving the vibe, right? Yeah. Oh, the people outside yeah. of patios, sidewalk sales, music in the park is just booming. Overlanders Day in the North Shore, just Buskers Festival. Like we are back to a Kamloops summer, right? But uh, on, the, on, the, on the flip side is we still have people who are um, suffering and we're seeing that much more in, uh, on our streets. Uh, and uh, there's a, there, there's a community safety element that's increased. So um, I think that um, part of it is like people just anxiety about being isolated and, and and not feeling they have any way of working with things, not having anything that's good happening in town. That's starting to change. I also think that every crisis, the flip side is we all know is opportunity, right? Yeah. So we're all thinking much, much. We've all thought about social issues for many years, crime for many years, but it's come to a head last couple of years. And I think we really have to think as a community. So I think one of my interests is trying to get as many people together who could help solve this issue, right? Yeah. And so um, I worked locally, I worked uh, provincially and a bit nationally uh, on a lot of these issues and on opportunities. I think that like today, for example, I think Minister of Mental Health and Addiction just announced that Foundry, which is a youth mental health center for youth in, 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 in that exists in, in BC. So. We finally got that facility now in Kamloops coming in a couple of years, right? Awesome. Now, again, it's, it, they, they, they said 2024, right? Yeah. So what I would say is, okay, let's see how we can make it faster. If we can't, we can't. Right. But let's try to figure out how to make government work uh, at the speed that people want it to work at these days. And that's challenging for sure. So it, it's never a, never a sure thing, but something we should definitely try to do. Hmm. I think that's a good point. Now, Another thing that kind of interests me about your history is I think you're probably the longest tenured candidate that's running for mayor. I right don't now. know how it happened, but you're right. I've, every once in a while, yeah, yeah. every once in a while, I am right. No, no, I, no, I, I, I didn't mean that piece. Oh, come on. What I, what I, good, good, good. good. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a good joke. Yeah. Um, but no, I was talking about you getting it right. I was talking about how did I become a longest serving city councilor because I still remember myself when I had hair, and both you and I, you you shave your head. I don't have it hair anyways. You had you had really thick flowing I had, hair. So did so did you, brother? Yeah. I remember when you were like fifteen. I remember all <laughs> those days, right? Yeah. When I was thirty-five, whatever age I was, um, and um, yeah, I lost it all. But I mean, the point is that um, yeah, <laughs> I, I am a longest-serving <laughs> city councilor. Keep on going. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, how did you end up getting into politics back then, and what drove you? Into how it? did I end up getting? Okay, well, that's a great question. 
Um, it's a bit of a circuitous route. I was um, locally, I've all, for example, well, let's, let's start with my parents. My parents came to this town in 1967. They, um, the town, they're from India, basically almost directly. My mom, for sure, you know, wore a sari back in the 60s, you know, had a strange name, all the rest of it. And this town, for the most part, embraced my folks. Like, they really were good to my folks. And um, so that notion of always giving back has always been there. My, my dad was very involved with volunteerism in his profession and his in recreation activities in the Rotary Club. My mom was always involved with different groups and different different activities that were volunteering. And so I came, I come by that naturally in a way, right? Yeah. But also, like, um, I was, um, uh, I get this amazing experience when I was, when I was 24. I was a uh, an election observer for the first democratic election in South Africa in 1994. Oh wow! And then ten years later, I was sitting living in Canada at the time, and there was a federal election. I'm gonna I'm gonna run just as a publicity stunt to encourage people to vote. Uh, I did that. Vote turnout went down, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Everybody saw your name yeah, and were like, yeah, no, "No, we'll wait for the next we'll one." Wait, next guy, right? <laughs> so then I I ended up I, I had a friend of my Rotary Club who was an elder mentor of mine who's still around and really really dear dear friend of mine. He says he was a city councilor in. Cranbrook, I think. He said, you should just consider running for city council. So I talked to my dad about it, and my dad was like, yeah, it's a good idea. And my mom, my mom was always, she's always worried about, you know, how people will come at you, and she's worried about that. So she was a little more reticent to begin with, right? Um, and, uh, but my we sort of talked about it, and I was writing a column in the paper at that time every week about technology. I was actually at an internet training company. So I was in the paper every week writing about technology from like 2001, 2004 or five. So people knew my name too, but they knew my parents' name more than they knew my name. Yeah. But you know, so um, anyhow, in '05, I was elected uh, to council, and then did three year it was three year terms back then. I uh, '08, I, I it wasn't successful in my reelection, uh, and it was sad. But I went back, got a master's degree in communication, and did some printing, public engagement, had a little business on the side, as well as well as my education stuff. I uh, worked in my family business for property management, which I still work in. And then I uh, got elected again in 2011. And so, um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it really is one of the best jobs ever. There's so many amazing things about helping build community, helping represent such amazing people. So, like, you know, people say, oh, my God, you must have such a hard job because people must criticize you all the time. That does happen. But, you know, everybody on the city council will agree you, you go to a grocery store and someone's in line ahead of you and they'll say, oh, thank you. Thank you for your service. And it's just such a nice thing, right? And so people will also say thanks and compliment you and give you cards for Christmas and all that good stuff. And moreover, you're helping build the community uh, to what it needs to be going forward. So like for us, like for me, one big part of my work has been on climate action. And I really believe that we have to get our, our climate action work in order. We have a lot of opportunity in Canada to do that really well and have, have people prosper long term. So I've been really on that piece for a long, long time as an advocate, and it's been a it's been an up and down journey. But like we 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 got to a place where, like, there's money in the budget now. There's a really good plan we have in the city. We a bunch of us have worked on this together. It's not just been one or two people, uh, and more the community is really embracing that kind of in a lot of ways, right? So, um, you know, things like working with young people and helping them understand how city council works and. Um, uh, working on this, even the issue right now around homelessness community, I mean, it's such, such a challenging issue, but it's such an honor to be in the ring. Yeah. You know, it's such a, people look to us for that help. And so, you know, you try and provide that the best way possible. 
Um, so I mean, I, I got into it uh, from perspective of community service. I've stayed in it mainly for that reason. Uh, also, you learn so much about how communities work at their best. Uh, and that's really, I think, an important thing. Um, for me, because I've had, I work provincially as a, as a volunteer with the, our, our provincial board, as president of our provincial uh, local government association. I'm on our national board now. Um, I have colleagues all across the province and country uh, who I've learned from, who I've seen how they do things. Hopefully they learn some stuff from Kamloops, from our experiences here. So that is, and communities, generally speaking, aren't partisan. So you're working in a local council, like you're not NDP or conservative or liberal or green. You're just you're just a good person who wants to work for your community, right? Yep. And that is uh, such a pleasure because we don't have blocks really. People don't vote all the same way. No, typically, so people change over. We're all independent thinkers, and that's what we need to be. Because I mean, the, the best problems, the best solutions, sorry, come from all different walks of life. Like if if it's a conservative solution, let's grab it. Yep. If it's NDP solution, let's grab it. Green solution, let's grab it because. That, that, and you can't do that, unfortunately, in provincial federal politics, right? So, yeah, it's I, awesome. I totally agree with that. And I feel like the best government is one that keeps changing um, if, in terms of, like, federally or provincially. Like, I feel like it, you need balance between the parties yep. to really make it balanced. Yeah. Right? Um, but luckily, locally, we don't have that issue at all. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things about our council here. But – what you were saying about eliciting change and wanting people to turn out and stuff. I've been flirting with the idea of running for council. And me and Jesse joke about it since, I don't know, since we've... Uh, flirting? I want you to announce right now on the radio. You say, uh, hey, Todd Sandor running for council. You I don't know. Here first. I got to I gotta talk to my manager here, um, Jesse Faubert, and see if, we're, uh, <laughs> if we have the, uh, the authority to uh, run in this election. When did things have to be set by for September, this? September 9th, I guess the day that they get all the nominations in. So September 9th is the, Oh, I, I think that's it. There's, it's all on the website, but essentially city website, also the provincial website. So the August, you get nomination papers, you need some certain number of people to sign, uh, to nominate you. And then basically you're good to go. Okay. So in an average election, uh, city election, how many people run for city council? Uh, see, this is an interesting election, uh, Taj, because, yeah, three of us on city council who are putting our name forward to run for mayor. Yep. So automatically three spaces open up on council. You have one councillor who's retiring, Kathy Sinclair, so that's four. So you have four empty spots that don't, that don't have names attached to them right presently, right? Oh. And potentially you have five. So, I mean, because we haven't heard from one council member whether he is going to run again or not. So it's a really wide open field. And I think in any election, like... Um, the people who are uh, who work hard, who are known well already, who work hard, who um, can get out there and talk to as many people as possible about things that they believe and the values are bringing to it, will do well. Um, and you know, you may not sometimes you don't win the first time, sometimes you do, uh, but it's it's uh, so there'll be probably on this ballot. I imagine there'll be a big ballot for council. Um, usually, it's about twenty. I want to say twenty twenty. Three odd people running for eight spots on council might be more this time. There's five running for mayor already. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, and uh, typically we don't have. And I, I think probably some of us had better chances than others. That's just probably fair to say that. But ultimately, it's not in our hands. No. Ultimately, it's the people who will decide what they want to do and how they want to sort of frame things up. But I, uh, yeah, and it's really it is an interesting process. You learn a lot about how people. I was talking to a council candidate yesterday. 
Um, and he was saying he's starting to get calls from folks about problems already. Really? Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, what do I do about my dog barking in this neighborhood kind of a thing, right? Um, and so there's there's that aspect of city council, which is so like, so neighborhood level. Like I got a garbage problem. I got a- Hyper-local, yeah. Hyper-local, right? And then there's parts that are like really like large, like community safety and climate action and emergency management. So it really does develop, I think, people into- really well-rounded uh, in terms of your understanding of how communities work. We're not really supposed to get into like the weeds on things, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, someone talks about the garbage or a dog, we'll, we'll, we'll get them connected to a staff colleague. But city councilors also have a responsibility, I believe, to represent those concerns and to work with people. So if someone wants me to come to their house about a, a dog issue, I'll come. Yeah. I may connect them with a city, I, I, the best is connect them with city staff as well. Or say you want me city staff to come you know, themselves only, that's also acceptable. But we have to be available to people who vote for us or represent, or, or, or you know, people, not, not just people who vote for us, people we represent, which, yeah. which actually makes people who don't vote for us also part of our, our, our representation, right? Yeah. Now I got the tough question for you. Yeah, go ahead. If I was going to run for council, what do you think my odds would be for, <laughs> for, for winning in the first election? Look, I mean, it's, it's, you, 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 it's funny because you are a very, very... When you were a kid, I, I don't, I think you were, because I knew you were a kid. Yeah. Like you, you, were, you seemed like a kind of a shy kid. Maybe I was wrong about that. But you, you were very outgoing, very well-spoken, you know, 30, in your 30s, you know, you got lots of cool things going for you. You're a realtor, so you're, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of promoting yourself and your work all the time. Um, there's a couple of X factors, obviously. One is who else is running, Yeah. right? You got some well-known names out there who are running, but... Like you, sh you, know, you should do it obviously to try to win, but you should also do it not not only to win. Like I'm saying, it shouldn't be like you know, I win at win at all costs kind of thing, right? Like it should be around offering ideas to the community. Like I I'm gonna just name one person who I think does this. So Nancy Beppel's a good friend of mine. She's been on council before. She's lost elections, but she's always involved with the community. Yeah. Like she's the one person I can point to, and I, I don't mean to push her associate any other of my former colleagues, but she is always active in what's yep. happening in the community, right? There's others probably as well that I'm missing, but there's an example of a person who just cares about what's happening and doesn't, no matter whether off council or on council, right? That's the kind of person I would want to be. Yep. Um, and I think that ultimately, um, you know, um, there's lots of good people who are running, lots of well people who are running. Put your name out there. Like some folks, yeah, they, they really, they, they, they just, they, they catch a bit of uh, attention. And so, you know, city council campaigns rely on, I think, two, generally speaking, two two broad categories of activity. One is uh, meeting as many people as you can, door knocking, business visiting, whatever. And then also there's the kind of what we call the air campaign, which is your signs with your name on them, your advertising to get your name out there more, right? So, like, um, Bill Stride did an amazing job last election blanketing the North Shore with his campaign signs right? or different parts of town, Right. There was a school trustee named uh, Joe Small uh, who did the same thing as far as I remember. I'm just giving names that kind of come top of mind. All very good people, all good people, but people who really know how to uh, promote. Uh, it, it is name recognition in some ways yeah. for sure. But it's also what, your, uh, what the vibe people have from you really. I mean, quite frankly, most people aren't going to read even a two-page campaign platform. No. They're not going to read it, right? No. And it's sad, but it's true, right? 
Um, and, that, and it's not necessarily sad. It's not, you know, people, you know, but I think people know who you are. They feel comfortable with you. Like someone you want to have a beer with or a coffee with or whatever. Someone you can talk to. That goes a long way, right? Because essentially the, the core competency of city councilor is um, represent people well, work with them well, engage them well, dealing with people who are mad. You have to do that too, right? Uh, and also the broad policy bit, so the budget of the city, the planning of the city, the broad policy ideas, right? And you're always constantly in a dialogue with the community as to what they see and then what you're learning with the work that you're doing and kind of having that kind of interplay. So that's what it really boils down to, I think. Hmm. I think you'd be great. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if how it would go. I've never really... So don't, don't worry about how it would go. Just do it. I like to play to win. I know, but, <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is... Yeah. Um, it depends on what, what you mean by win. Yeah. You mean win for sure this time, win next time. You mean put ideas out in the community. I just, I want to put ideas out in the community and like you said, get people to come out and vote. Yeah. So I feel like it's at huge. least if I, if I put if my name was out there, then people that I know would be willing to yeah. at least go out and vote. And then that would, you know. I love it. I love it, man. I'm, I'm, I think you're, I think you're actually announcing right here. This is awesome. This is good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We were, we were chatting about it earlier. Where's Jesse? We have got Jesse I don't in know. here. Well, we'll see. I go back and forth. I have a lot of other things in my life that I'm working on. And that's the tough part. I find like people my age don't want to get into politics unless they want to be career politicians, right? Yeah. Um, which well, I don't want to be. I, I I don't like politicians. Sorry to say, <laughs> in general, right? Like I don't, I don't like them either. Typically. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't like realtors either, <laughs> and I became one. But um, that's the thing, right? Like I, I have so many other things that I'm trying to accomplish in life. But like, uh, you know, in our culture, giving back to the community is a big part. Huge, right? It's Huge. always been something yeah. my parents have instilled in me, and things that I've kind of kept with me, and I feel like I need to do it, but I just don't. I don't know if now well, is the right time. Well, the, the thing is, like, being a city council member is like is like the pinnacle of that in terms of like time commitment and and you know just intensity of the work. So, like, there's lots of opportunities to, like volunteer for various yeah. whether it be city committees or other other things in the community that are really important. Like, you know, you could you could be on a board of a nonprofit that that helps youth, right? You could be on you could be on a sporting you know nonprofit board. You can be on so many different things, right? So Calums is 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 a great club and and sort of like you know organizational based community where people can can find uh, organized sort of groups to do all sorts of various things. Uh, being on city council is like is like the top end of that. So I mean, you know, you're you're paid to be there at least probably half time, right? Uh, it can ebb and flow. Sometimes it can be very busy. Sometimes it can be not busy. When we were going through the Ajax mine issue, for example, right? Oh yeah, like. I was I was acting mayor for four months of that time, but before that, um, you know, it was a lot of work. Sometimes it was just kind of ebb, it would kind of spike up, right? Um, right now, with with well, luckily the summer is so beautiful so far, but if you have a big wildfire season, you know, you're kind of like you know you're kind of working on that stuff, right? Not 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 so much as council, but definitely as mayor, you'd be doing that. Um, so there, there are there's things you have to consider. So you're just you you got your career going. You know you're doing well for yourself. You want to establish a bit of a thing. Like when you if you look at someone like um um like Kathy Sinclair for example, Kathy's had a job, and it's been challenging for her sometimes to keep it all balanced, right? Yeah. Because she needs to sort of work to make you know a, a good a good enough income to support herself, as an example. 
but um, she's also uh, really dedicated you know, to the work of being a good council member. And then also, uh, we shouldn't forget that the regional district, the, the, the top right now, the top six council members in terms of how we rank, um, get on the regional, regional district, the top five, and then the mayor, get on the regional district board. Right? Oh, wow, yeah. So real district's another, and you don't have to go. You can say, I, I'm going to forsake that. But that's like, you get paid 15000 bucks every year to be on the real district board, and it's also another job, right? It's really flattering for you to think that I would rank in the top six. <laughs> well, you know, you're welcome. No, <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm playing. Hey, that's enough about me, and I don't, we don't have any plans of actually running um, this time around. Oh, I, really? I did. I was about last 10 minutes talking about that. You know I, I want people saying? to know how it is, though, if they do want to run mm. and things, right? So, because that's the whole thing is trying that to- That was a vehicle for that conversation. Good. To Good. trying to listen yeah. to change and, uh, and yep. get people to come out of the woodwork and know, like, well, get an idea of like how things work, right? And, and that's, that's and part of the conversations we're having. I, I love your motivation to get more people out. That's yeah. important, right? And it's- Super, it was funny because, you know, they say that if the federal government went away, just poof, went away, would you really notice for a while? Like you wouldn't, you maybe wouldn't, you wouldn't even notice. I mean, like you know, maybe you're, you, okay, if there was, or there was a war, no army, okay, fine. You know, no foreign affairs, you wouldn't pay your taxes, maybe, okay. Um, and the provincial government went away. Yeah, if you were in school or if you were in a hospital, you would notice, right? But if your city council went away, suddenly no water, no sewer, Yep. No parks, no police, no traffic lights. Like, I mean, we, we do all the critical day-to-day -day services, yet we get a much lower engagement in the election, right? Yeah. Lower engagement in the, in the election because our ballot is long and there's no brands, so NDP or liberal. I mean, you, you know when you're Democrat, basically from like coast to coast to coast, yeah. you say well, liberal and more or less conservative, green, same thing. But you don't know necessarily what Todd Sandor stands for, right? No. Until you have to go and look and find out. So I, I always, it's funny, the last week before the election, I always get these emails from folks, tell me who to vote for, right? Yeah. Not many, but yeah. I got a few, right? I'm like, well, I can't, I, I'll tell you kind of, you know, basically who's, who's running, but I, I don't want to yeah. color your ideas kind of thing, yeah. right? So, so, cause it's such a long ballot, right? Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting, but that's the thing, right? Like the way I look at it is more people run, more people vote, the more people are engaged and the more we represent our community. Yeah, totally. Simple, right. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I hope that people do listen and think like if they've ever thought about it or been on the fence, you know, go for it. Like, like you said, you, it's not always that you'll end up doing the thing that you set out for, but you might settle somewhere else, which is just as fulfilling or just as needed in the community. I remember this lady who ran, maybe it was like four or three elections ago. Her name was Donna Schettiger. And Donna's just a lovely lady. She worked at Safeway for many years. And uh, she had this, like, she would come to these election forums, just always happy, positive, not bitter about stuff, as far as I remember. And she would say things like, she, the, the idea of a walking school, have you the idea of a walking school bus? No. So walking school bus is basically a bunch of, you know, these little king, oh, yeah, yeah, king yeah, gangs yeah. of little kids you see walking yeah. around downtown with like ropes and stuff, right? They block so, the intersections where I'm trying to turn and I got to wait for the next light. No, I'm joking. Wait, brother, wait. It's fine. <laughs> no, they're worth it. They're worth it. I'm you're, just you're, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just, yeah. So the walking school bus, so, so now a lot, of, a lot of parents are going to drive their kids to school and the school's like two blocks away, right? So like to have a little bit of group thing or kids are walking together and it's like walking school bus. I think this is a brilliant thing, right? Yeah. So these ideas come from people, and you and 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 you hear them, and and when you're when you're I'm I'm not obviously a school district uh, board member, but I'm a city councilor. So you, you learn about various things. You can share them here, or you can so 
there's is I think the the key aspect of this whole thing really is not to sort of like always be doom and gloom. Yeah. Like, you know, oh the place is going to heck and a hand basket. Yes, we have our problems, but we, we can all, we should look through our problems through a, a, a focus of our strengths. And we should say what can we do? So normally what happens is someone will come to me and they'll say, I've got all these problems. Not 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 normally, but this will happen from time to time. And we'll, we'll listen and we'll talk. And so, any ideas for a solution? That's not my job. I don't know any solutions, right? So we, we've got to be a solutions business. Yeah. If Because I, I, I get disempowered. I feel really weighed down if all I got to work with is problems. Yep. If I can figure out some solutions, which is what we should be in the business of doing as a community, not just in the council, but as a community, yeah. uh, then it's much more empowering. And even though even if you don't get exactly the solution you wanted, you're gonna you're gonna move things forward in a good way. Hmm. That's important because yeah. right now the world is full of like very very scary things. I talked to a guy at a coffee shop today about uh, the war in Ukraine. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. And you think about people. I met people from who come to Canada from Ukraine over the last month or so, and it, you, you, your heart breaks. It's just a horrible horrible thing. And you think about the geopolitical aspects of that. Um, you know, could there be more war, a bigger war? Could there be in the, uh, food shortages and, you know, inflation prices going up, right? So we've got enough problems coming at us, yeah. right? Like we've got to, as a community, be resilient, work together, and do our best job possible to try and help solve these things. Yeah, and it's that's one of the one things that I've noticed too is like, we complain and I feel like the time for bitching about it has come and gone. Like th this is, we are all aware of what's going on and okay, we know what the problem is. Just highlighting the problem again and again and again isn't going to solve anything. We need to address it and start looking for the solutions like you say. Yeah. Right. And I think we're on that precipice now where we're turning the corner and it's coming soon. And the other thing too is to just take a step back and not only look at our community and look at other communities. And it's not singularly affecting us. This is a, it's a problem that's no. happening across BC and across Canada. It is. Right. So once I learned that, I thought, okay, well, there is going to be a lot of change that needs to happen systemically. Right. And that, that change doesn't happen. Usually doesn't happen quickly, but like, you know what, as long as we start having these conversations and we identify the problem, start working maybe with other municipalities and kind of address things together, or maybe at a grand, grander scale, we'll get more results. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at like, you know, the work that, uh, a bunch of us done, a bunch of us have done provincially, one example of what you're talking about is like, the. Uh, the urban mayors in BC got together a couple of years ago during COVID and, you know, obviously Mayor Christian, Ken Christian has been really active in that group to try to get the province really thinking about community safety issues, health issues, working with homeless uh, folks, social concerns, uh, health. Um, these are all things where we if, we, if we work together in common cause, I'm very fortunate because I, I, I have that experience in spades, right? I know, I think I know, um, you know, how, how the best advocacy can work. And moreover, I have, we've built relationships. So, I mean, you know, I know people in the province of government. I know people in the federal government. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to be like a great, you know, easy thing, but it's easier when you know, right? And one of the ideas I have, uh, you know, for, for the, for, for Camelot's going forward is that, you know, it, so sometimes you'll go to a provincial cabinet minister and you'll make an ask of that provincial cabinet minister, and they'll say, well, who else in your community actually believes the same thing? Even if you're the mayor, 
you obviously have a lot of stature, but you're not the only player in town. So what is the MP MLA is what's the, what's the, what's the cook be of the of to, to come loops thing, right? Yeah. What's the health authority thing? So if you can do a lot of that work internally before, kind of a team Kamloops kind of advocacy approach. So in the Cowichan Valley, what happens is uh, all the leaders of the communities get together once every couple of months and they discuss community issues and yeah. opportunities, right? And they decide together pieces that they want to advocate on together. And then they go to Victoria and they'll say, look, we need to have 200 tiny homes for these people who were trying to get housed. And this is a real life example. They actually got that within like three, four months. Oh wow! Right yeah. now, obviously there, there's government MLAs in that place. Whatever. Yeah. So I mean, th- there's there's different kind of dynamics there, but same things can apply to a community like Kamloops. If you say we, so right now, for example, we're all very concerned about our healthcare system. Yeah, our staffing of our healthcare is obviously substandard. Like we have much less nurses that we need, much less doctors that we need. We need more and more of all these things, mostly for family practitioners and nurses, nurse practitioners as well. So, okay, identify the problem. Now, what do we do? Do we just say it's that guy's problem, this guy's problem, or do we all work together and say it's all our common problem together and what can we all bring to bear on it, right? Yeah. Um, the Division of Family Practice came to City Council with the Hospital Foundation and one other group came to council a few about a month and a half ago and said, we'd like you to consider giving incentives to doctors, uh, tax incentives to doctors for their, for their place. There's, there's some ideas there, right? Yeah. Whether we do it or not, that's a question, but it, it, these are all innovative things to kind of think about how to make this thing work better. Right. Um, how are we training more doctors? How are we credentialing more doctors from coming from overseas? If someone is trained in India, which has very, as, as you probably has very, very good medical education in many places, you know, can we get them in faster to a Canadian-based system? All these things have to be thought about as as a whole, but together. Yeah, definitely. And I think those are all things that hopefully we will be addressing and kind yeah, of we will be. Yeah. But what what are your goals and what are your hopes for Camelops in the future, whether it's the next four years or beyond? What do you want to see? Well, it's it, it's 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 a, again a really good question. I mean, I think that what I want to see is. Uh, us building on our community strength, which is collaboration. I want to see a community that's that's healthy, that's vibrant, that's resilient. Um, those are kind of broad things. I love to see uh, more uh, active transportation pathways. I like to see more bike lanes, more walking, more people using the bus. I like to see an art center, you know, yep. uh, that makes uh, that makes 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 good revenue for the community. Maybe not completely. Uh, Take away a subsidy, but but do that. I like to see uh, more upstream work. So that what I mean by that is I want to. I'd like to see us make sure we're actually putting resources proactively. So helping young people, young families who may be a little bit vulnerable, uh, get on their feet, so that when we we don't see the the, the scourge of homelessness and and those kind of things going forward. Right. Uh, I want to see housing for everybody. Yep. Housing right now, obviously, you know more than anybody. It is an expensive, expensive proposition, brother. Housing yeah. is not something anybody can afford anymore, right? No. So we need to make sure that we have different forms of housing. Uh, city has to look at different changes in rules and 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 uh, uh, regulations to allow responsibly better housing affordability in town. Those are all things. And one of my ideas, actually, about that is, um, I think a citizens' assembly, which is a really robust democratic process we bring people all across the community together to talk about housing because housing is also hot potato 
like you're, you're, you're afraid too much in housing because everybody's got a very strong opinion, whether it be the neighbor of the housing yeah. in their own house, whether it be the home builders, whether it be climate change advocates, or whether it be anybody. Everybody has their opinion about housing, right? And it's really challenging. Realtors have obviously a massive stake in this whole thing, obviously, right? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. You know, mortgage brokers. So the whole industry and the whole community have to come together and say, how can we figure out together the pathways we can agree on to make housing more affordable and accessible for community, right? Definitely. And and that is something that I think that if we, if we see a lot of times people will say to me, just reflexively, I don't want that in my neighborhood. And then when you actually talk to them a bit about it and you spend time and, and, and you engage and you talk, listen to their concerns, you talk to them about your concerns, there becomes an openness. Yeah. You know, okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. You often hear that, yeah. right? But you have to, a public hearing, which we have often, are, the ones that are controversial are horrible processes because they pit people against people so crazily, right? And, and that's tough, right? And people have hard feelings and, you know, it could be a small little duplex in some neighborhood where people just don't want a duplex in the neighborhood, right? But we've got to think about how we, if we want housing to be affordable for seniors and people coming up and lower income folks and even anybody, you know, we gotta we got to think about how we do that. And that's going to take some, you know, challenging conversations. Definitely. And that's, uh, it's one of the things that I find in Kamloops is like, people have a lot of opinions and a lot of outrage, but no solutions, like you said. And like, yeah. that's where you're gonna have to come in and council and ma the mayor are gonna have to come through and find those solutions. And I think people need to be more understanding and just take a little bit of a step back before just voicing everything out. And like, it's, yeah. it's good to feel your emotions, sure, but like, you gotta use some logic well, too. Well, and the thing is, I mean, the pandemic's very hard on that because yeah. people have been stuck yeah. Not not at home a lot of time. They in their bubbles at one time, and so like people's just mental health has not been good. Generally speaking, it's been much worse than it's been in the past, right? So people are anxious. People want to vent. People want to rant and rave. I get you. No problem. Let's do that. But let's do that. Also realizing we got to get back to a place of like thoughtful conversation, right? Yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned very very importantly is this is not just about a mayor. Yep. This is about a whole council, a whole community, right? Yeah. So as if I become the mayor, uh, that humbling honor, I would really want to work with a council and make sure that they all feel very much part of the work, right? Because each council, I've been a council for a long time, right? Yep. And, and every, every mayor that I work with has given me my latitude to do the things I believe are important for the community, right? Plus working as a team. So uh, council is an interesting job because you're your own political entity, which is also part of Team Canloops, yeah. right? And also, the community as a whole has to be engaged. So I was, again, talking to someone yesterday. You know, we, sometimes we we don't want the community to feel like they're, they're, they're outside looking into what's happening on council. We want them to feel like they're part of it. Like yeah. They're actually, and you know, when you say part of it, not everybody's gonna get their own way. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me, I want this, I'm gonna give you this. We have to go through a whole process of community conversation because the job as, a, as, as council is to be What's the best interest of the overall community? Yeah. Right? And so, like, if someone's like, oh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. No, 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 yeah. no, no. We have to work as overall community stuff, right? And you can help people on small things that are impacting their property. You know, like I said, dog issue, a garbage, you know, these kind of small issues, micro issues. Those are fair ball to help folks individually on and different things and other things too. But when it comes to big community conversations, 
you can't be unfair to, you have to be fair to everybody. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So if you had to give me an elevator pitch, why should I vote for you and what makes you better than everybody else that's running for mayor? If we had to sum it up, yeah. sum it up for me, Arch. Yeah, so I'm not gonna say why I'm better. I, I think oh, people, I was, people, I was people, hoping for people, you to people, be like, people well, decide. let me tell you what no, I no. think about this guy. And what, oh and, God, no, you'll, you'll never. <laughs> find, I'm gonna try and go you into you'll, it. You'll never find me doing that. But what I, what I will say is that um, most experience, been acting mayor in 2017. I, I was mayor before the current mayor for four months. Uh, I have a lot of experience. I have a lot of innovation in my work. So I've done work. I pushed. I think council and the community into places which were a little uncomfortable initially, but we worked out really well. Um, Climate Action is probably one of those examples. Uh, I helped found the youth council in the city. Uh, I worked on uh, keeping taxes to a certain level over the years. You know, that's obviously work that's ongoing and getting more challenging. Um, I think that um, I I really believe in being, being people together. I really believe that we are better together as a community. So I really think that uh, I'm a trained facilitator. I've got a, a diploma in public engagement, a master's degree in communication. Like I, I really ha- I had a lot of experience in like in the group diverse processes, which have been very successful. Uh, I'm really thankful for that experience. I think it's really important to bring to the community. Um, I um, I am very well uh, known, I guess you'd say, and well versed with our provincial advocacy and our federal advocacy. A lot of the work we do is not work we do locally, it's actually advocating to our provincial and federal partners to work with us, right? Yeah. So I, I know that world uh, well, Yeah. Um, and I've worked that world for a long time. So that, that, that's, I think, is really positive. I mean, and also, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I owe a debt to this community. Yeah. Like, I owe a debt. My family has been so, as I said in the beginning, my family has been so well, and I, and I just want to give back, right? Yeah. So people will decide. Yeah, there is uh, good candidates for mayor beyond myself. I would, I would definitely would, I would say that for sure. And people have to decide what they think are the most important things. So experience, innovation, bringing the community together, skills to do that, and also uh, that notion of like working with a provincial federal government to get what we need for Kamloops the best way we can. But you're also super easy to talk to. And you take the time to talk to people, so that's well, great. I'm going to add that now. Thank yeah. you. I, I'm easy to talk to. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I've always mm-hmm. found that having a conversation with you has just been free flowing, and it's yeah. not. It's not a chore. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so, you. I, so that's I, nice. Um, no, not with you either. I, 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 you know, I have to say, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I, I, really I appreciate I, that. I, I'm really proud. I mean, I, I, like I said, I keep on. I knew you as a kid, and you become a really, you become a business leader. You become a guy who's. Yeah, out there, I, I think, wow, I'm, I'm so, I mean, I'm sure your parents are so proud of you, your family's so proud of you, and it makes me happy to see, like, a young, I have to say, I'm a South Asian kid, you know, doing well, that that makes me happy. I mean, and I don't mean that, that I obviously I'm South Asian too, so yeah. there's a connection there, uh, but I mean, but just any, any young person, like, who's doing stuff, and we have a really cool core of people your age, from all communities, all ethnic communities, all different diversity, women, men, you know, from all over the place, who are helping propel Kamloops forward. You think about Tyson Andrew, right? Yeah. What an amazing guy. Yeah. You know, uh, you think about guys like uh, Brendan Shaw or like, yeah. um, oh God, oh God, come to me. Um, just all these amazing folks who are in their thirties. Yeah. You know, and they're pushing the community forward in good ways, and that, that, that that's fantastic to see. I think you just reach a point where you find your lane kind of career-wise and you, it, it takes tension off your plate and frees you up to find other things. And once you, you've you fully committed to being in Kamloops, 
it's like you don't want to have to leave it to experience the things that you enjoy in other places. You want to do everything you can to make this place better yeah. because this is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I have ownership over this city. Cool. Even though it's it's not mine, it's ours. But it's I, ours. I, I have a slice of that. Yeah. Yeah, and because yeah. of that, I'm like like you, I feel indebted to it. Right? Like yeah. it's it's brought me to this point. And now to get it to the point where I want my kids to stay here or like my friends not to have to leave, then we gotta do more for it. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that, you know, um like I always joke, I mean it's kind of not really a joke. Um I don't want people to come to Canada who just wanna make a coin. No. Like I want people who want to be part of the community. Yeah. People who care about what we built, what, what generations way before us built. Like, you think about, like, back in the early 20th century, you think about guys like, you know, Peter Wing and Len Marchand and, and uh, um, uh, John Fremont Smith. You think about people like uh, Cliff Branchflower and, and, and people who, Kenneth Cartwright, you know, Pat Wallace is a big mentor of mine. People have built this community over so many years to a really, really great place, right? Yeah. And, you know, when someone wants to come and they want to live in Silicon Valley, go to Silicon Valley. Yeah. Like, just go and do your thing, right? But for Kamloops, we are we are a real community. Yeah. Like, we care about other people, and we're, we're, willing, we're willing to forgo, you know, maybe economics sometimes because you want to be with each other. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. That's an important thing, right? Uh, and when I, when I, the other thing people, yeah, when I told you before, people tell me the notion of like friendly, welcoming community spirit is such, is so imprinted in the DNA of our town, right? Yeah. And we got, and COVID took it away from us a little bit. We're going to get back there for sure. I, I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's, that's the really important thing. Definitely. Definitely. I've really enjoyed our chat today, Arch. Um, I have too. Thanks so we much, gotta man. we got to kind of wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the people listening, where can they find you online or how can yeah. they get a hold of you? If I, they got to, uh, if they got a dog barking in their neighborhood. <laughs> anytime. Uh, so here's many ways. So yeah. uh, my my website is arjunfermere.ca. Uh, arjunfermere.ca. My email is arjun at arjunfermere.ca. Uh, cell phone is 250-377-1797. You can also find me on the city website, listed under the, under the council tab, and my city details are there with a phone number and email. Um, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you doing this. I think that it's really important that people get involved uh, with their community and what's happening. Uh, obviously, I'm looking to earn support, and uh, I really mean sincerely earn support, not just yeah. expect it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Thank you. I just hope we get more than that uh, 20% turnout. Uh, you know, we, I, yeah, yeah. that's my biggest goal right now is just to get more and more people to come out because we need more people to voice their opinions. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're a good man for saying so. Awesome. Thanks, Arjun. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name. <laughs>